Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, what's happening? Welcome to Full Count Chaos. All excited. The Orioles season has started. Some of you are bummed out because we haven't seen them win yet. But who cares? Here we are, 2022, enjoying opening day, opening season, opening day starting Monday at Camden Yards. Uh, but we finally are able to watch real baseball with the Orioles. And if you're like me, you're very excited, filled with excitement and cheap beer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, opening day. With the Orioles, I had Bush beer. Don't you stand there and judge me. Oh, that was what was in my fridge. I had company over the other night. Everyone brings over some good shit, but there's always that one person brings over like a 30-pack of Bush. It wasn't even Bush Light. It was just straight Bush beer. It tastes like Bush. And, you know, the next day I wake up, I have like 15 Bush beer cans in my fridge. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with these? Oh, drink them, Nate. Yeah, but I, I I hate bush beer. But anyway, so I had a couple of those. It's always when you have company over, the guy who brings over like a 30-pack, it's like you're not fooling anyone. Nobody is saying, oh, my God, what a generous guy. What a generous man bringing over a 30-pack of beer. No, you spent five bucks on it, and it tastes like shit, and that's why 15 of them were still left in my fridge because nobody wants bush beer. Somebody probably brought it to his house. And no one drank it, and then he brought it to my house. So that's what I was doing opening day. Had a couple awful beers. Reminded why I like to spend the extra money if I'm going to have some alcohol. But anyway, love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at Fullcountchaos. We're already venting about the Orioles. First inning. We're all tweeting about how much this is bullshit. <laughs> The way the inning ended. God help us all. Oh, fantastic. A uh, picture came out of the new wall. Looks good in left field. Still see people bitching about that. I think those people wake up and find things to complain about. I just, I don't know why people are still upset about the wall. I think it looks great. Hopefully it'll help out Jordan Lyles. Oh my God. Oh, again, got a lot to go over today. And I want to hear from you guys. If you go to opening day, how'd it go? Did you enjoy it? Any crazy experiences? Whatever. Did you drink too much? Ah, I fell asleep after the second inning. Missed the whole game because I drank a case of Bush beer. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Yeah, the, the picture of the wall I showed a buddy of mine, and he was bitching about it. That's what reminded me about that. Also, I wanted to ask you guys something real quick off topic of baseball. When I handed over my phone to my uh, a buddy of mine, who might not be a buddy of mine anymore after pulling this shit, maybe I'm just overreacting. But when I show my phone to people and say, hey, look at this picture, first off, just look at it. You, you don't have to take the phone out of your hand, whatever. Maybe I'm being a little dramatic about that. But when you know that I'm just showing you a photo and then you start swiping, you ought to get a fist right in your lip. You don't do that. It's that. <laughs> I don't, I don't like swipers. If you're a swiper, knock it off. Again, maybe I'm being a little over, I'm being a little dramatic about this, but oh, it's one of my pet peeves. Like, look at this photo. Give me the phone back. I didn't tell you to start swiping. You nosy fuck. I don't know why that pisses me off so much. I don't know. Whatever. I, I could be in the minority for that. So anyway, there's my uh, little vent session about people who are swipers. 
But yeah, I, I like the new wall. It looks good. I'm excited to uh, see how that works out with, <laughs> with our pitching. The Orioles opening day roster, did you take a look at that? Did you feel good for the month of April seeing this roster? Obviously, you know, it's going to probably change May, June, July. I know there's a good amount of players we're all counting on to come up this season. Adley, Grayson, Hall, Diaz, and so on. You know, we're not there yet. Another year, we're hoping, is 2023 going to be the year? Some, like me, hope, I don't know, maybe 2022 during the All-Star break, we're going to be buyers. I don't know. (laughs) I'm drinking the orange Kool-Aid already. Been drinking the orange Kool-Aid my whole life. Even in 2018, when we knew we were going to be bad, didn't they start the season off like 4-0 and we're all like saving up money for <laughs> October tickets? Uh, Lies still needs to spend some money before things get moving, obviously, and I'm sure he will. Add on top of the uh, players that we got. Cole Solcer, Tanner Scott leaving. My knee-jerk reaction was, nah, whatever. I mean, Tanner Scott was struggling there towards the end of his uh, Orioles career. I think he had the yips. Because remember, he was always he couldn't throw his fastball. He was uh, counting on a slider, and it and and batters are starting to be like, all right, well, I know he he's pitching. He's got two pitches, and only one's working. So Cole Solcer, yeah, that was a bummer. I mean, he was actually turning things around, helping the O's, though not in the closer role. I didn't. I don't think any of us liked him there. I don't even think Hyde, that's why Hyde took him out of the closer role. But he actually started doing well. He was doing all right out in the bullpen. Uh, the Orioles received a competitive balance pick. Left-hander Antonio v- uh, Velez, 25. Outfielder Kevin Guerrero, 17. Player to be named later. Uh, go through this real quick if, if you haven't read up on this. Velez, a starter out of Florida State. Made three starts at AA in 2021 with a .50 ERA, .778 whip across 81 innings at Miami's high A. Uh, Velez pitched to a uh, three ERA, striking out 75 batters, which is nine walks. It says a left-hander who hasn't progressed past double-A level joined the Marlins as an undrafted free agent in 2019. Spent most of his time with the Seminoles as a reliever, but in the minors, Velez has made 14 starts out of his 23 appearances. Guero, he's an outfielder whose professional experience came in the Dominican Summer League last year. In 40 games, uh, he hit 260, 671 OPS. He stole 13 bases and drew 23 walks. The Marlins signed him out of the Dominican Republic in July. There you go. So, is it going to, is the rebuild over? Are we going to play for a playoff baseball because of that trade? No, but we'll see what happens in the future with these guys or what Elias decides to do with these guys. But when I heard about <clears throat> Solcer and, and uh, Scott leaving, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> man, that, see, that Bush beer, man, it just like hangs in your throat for like four days. But when I heard about it, you know, just whatever. Wasn't upset. You know what I was upset about? Richie Martin not making the club. Going nine for 22 this spring with five doubles, one home run, nine RBIs, three walks. But instead, we're stuck watching future Hall of Famer DJ Stewart play baseball. Oh, my God. Had enough of DJ Stewart. I think DJ Stewart's had enough of DJ Stewart. Because when he comes in the batter's box, he's got that look like, I don't even want to be here. I I want nothing to do with with playing baseball anymore. You see Hyde rubbing his hand all over his face when DJ Stewart's going up to bat. <laughs> I just think everyone's like pretty much done. But Richie Martin not making the team, I was upset about that. But this is what Hyde said. This is his reason. He says, we just feel like Richie needs AAA bats, AAA sample size. He has 96 at bats in AAA. 
He's had kind of a weird last few years, he says. Roll five at a double A, kept him all year. And then he gets hurt. And uh, he says, we feel like he's making progress offensively. I feel like he's making progress defensively, of course. I mean, he, I don't think he defensively has ever been a problem with him. Uh, but being non-roster, we'd like to have him start at AAA, and you never know. He says, we'll see what happens. Uh, of course, Trey Mancini. His name has been brought up in a lot of conversations pertaining to the Orioles. A lot of fans wondering what the hell is Elias and the boys doing? Sign this man now. And that's what they did. Mancini gets $7.75 million guaranteed with the 2023 mutual option worth $10 million. Not bad. Not bad at all. And, of course, an email came in. A gentleman by the name of Chris wanted to chime in about the uh, Mancini signing. It says, Orioles made the right move signing Trey Mancini and not trading him. Would have been an asshole move regardless whether it's just business. Baltimore needs Trey. He's a big part of this city for sure. Chris says, I'm going to opening day this year. Been about 10 opening days in the past 12 years. The only difference is I don't drink like I used to. 10 years ago, I would show up at Pickles, butt crack at dawn, and be on the third round by 8.30 a.m. Now I show up two hours before the game and have a beer and a dog and call it a day. That's from Chris. Chris, I'm right there with you, man. Same thing. 10 years ago, I'd be at Pickles, probably sitting right next to you. By 10 a.m., I'm on my fourth round. Now, no, two hours before the game. I'll still throw back a couple. But, I mean, also how fucking expensive it is getting beers. Getting beers down here in Baltimore, down here in Camden Yards. Beers are expensive down here. But I'm with you, Chris. And that's uh, pretty impressive. He's gone to 10 opening days in 12 years. wonder what the excuse was of those two years. But I hear you, man. Uh, just <laughs> beer and a dog. He calls it a day. It's also the hangovers. I, I just can't deal with anymore. Of course. I mean, you, you hear that all the time. The older you get the harder it is to deal with the hangovers. Back in the day, back in my 20s, I don't care. I'd go to work hungover. I I, I wouldn't even sleep at 5 a.m. I'd still be out drinking. Be like, I don't have to be at work till 8. I got a couple more hours, get an hour of sleep. I'm good. Now I'm down and out for like the whole weekend. So, yeah, I think even after those couple bush beers, the next day I felt a little wheezy. All right, got another email from uh, Mark, Allegheny County. He says, I was supposed to be going to opening day, but my girlfriend and I broke up a couple weeks ago. So that crumbled my plans. Yeah, that means she broke up with them. <laughs> Anytime I hear somebody say, ah, we decided to just break up. It just wasn't working. No, she broke up with you. <laughs> we decided to go separate ways. You got dumped, buddy. He says her family has Orioles season tickets and opening day last year was actually one of our first dates. This sucks because her family had great seats and we went anytime we wanted to. I think that's going to be what I will miss the most about the relationship. <laughs> that's it. Not the good times you had, just that she had <laughs> oil tickets. Appreciate the email, Mark. I kind of know what he's saying. My wife and her dad had uh, Raven tickets. I mean, we had them for years. I actually got rid of them a couple years ago. We sold them like a week before the lockdown of COVID and we actually felt bad. The people who bought them obviously couldn't use them that next year, but we sold them just in time. But I remember, yeah, I think the first night I met my wife, believe it or not, it was at a club, <laughs> Iguana Cantina down in Baltimore. I don't think it's there anymore, but we were talking and she told me she has season tickets to the Ravens and I was being funny and I got down on one knee 
to propose. I don't know. She thought that was cute. While I was doing it, I'm like, Nate, what are you doing? You fucking moron. She's going to be like, what a nut. But she laughed. And look at us, married, still hanging out. But I'm sorry to hear that, Mark. Her breaking up with you or whatever the case is. I'm just fucking with you. But that sucks. And especially knowing, you know, that was your uh, opening day ticket with good seats. And then a couple weeks before the season, this poor guy no longer has a girlfriend or season tickets. 2022 isn't really looking too good for you. But just look at it this way. Things can only get better. Right, Mark? But again, Mark, you still could go to opening day if you want. Just buy your own tickets. You know, maybe take a date. You know where those seats are, your ex-girlfriend. Maybe, you know, just nonchalantly walk by those seats and go, oh, I forgot you guys are here. (laughs) Just show her that you don't give a shit. You've moved on and you've already started dating again. A lot to go over today. Love to hear from you guys as always. Uh, Before we move forward, just want to remind you guys, look, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. One last thing, ColorCast. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Share your own experience on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. Again, it's free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the league. That's it. ColorCast. Check it out. All right, so here we go. We wake up Friday morning, pacing back and forth, waiting for 3.10 p.m. to arrive so we can finally watch the Orioles. Orioles only beat the Rays once last year, so we're going, let's get even. Let's get some revenge. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of us weren't feeling too confident, especially with the pitching still a little shaky, even though we knew that John Means was going to be the starter. But still, the Tampa Bay Rays just bending us over last year. I mean, bending and make having their way with us. Uh, pitching wasn't the problem on opening day on Friday. Orioles struck out 14 times. They go 0-7 with runners in scoring position. 13 straight losses to the Rays in 19-20. And boy, I'm always reminded every time I watch the Orioles play in Tampa, what a garbage stadium that is. Even on opening day, of course, great team. I'm not shitting on the team. I'm shitting on the stadium. I mean, it is just a garbage, shitty, dark, ugly stadium. And, you know, that for that opening day weekend for Tampa, that's what they're going to see with their fans. And, of course, you could respond and go, well, look at Camden Yards. Yeah, well, Tampa Bay's good. They're one of the best teams in baseball, and they can only fill like 30% of the stadium every game. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's just me venting. That's just me, yeah, talking shit about the Rays because we lost. That'll show them. I'm going to talk shit about their stadium. Whatever. So the game starts off with Cedric getting hit. First pitch of the game, right in the elbow. I'm thinking, huh, okay, that's interesting. Boy, 
That escalated quickly. Like, what the hell was that? And I know that hurt. I don't think uh, Cedric was wearing a pad. I hit my elbow in a corner of a table walking by, and I fall to the ground crying in pain. It's like a 95 fastball up in his elbow. That was good. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. Is it like, you know, a lot of people said, oh, it's good luck, right? Get hit the first pitch of the season. I, I don't know. That's, we're going to need a lot of good luck uh, for this team to start winning and getting on a uh, getting on a roll. Next batter, Mountcastle, pushes him over to second base to start the season. And, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Two on, no outs. Cedric gets hit. Mountcastle base hit. Let's go up five runs in the first inning and call it a day. Have means come out, pitch a no-hitter. Look at us go. One and zero to start the season. Ends the first inning with bases loaded. And I'm not going inning by inning. I'm just highlighting some of the frustrating bullshit that happened in the first game of the of the season. To the end of the first inning, bases loaded. First two innings, Orioles strand four base runners. And it's funny how fast and early these angry emotions get. You know, the season just started. The first inning of the first game, you got 161 game, 162 games to go, including that one. And of course, everyone's getting on Twitter already, <laughs> just talking mad shit. Here we are. We're already frustrated. I'm already yelling. I'm going on Twitter, venting. I'm like, my God, that took what, 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, these Orioles, are, they're all going to kill us at an early age with stress and heart problems. Uriah's first double of the season, top of the fourth. So that was nice to see. And then Santander hits one out of the ballpark. Hits one out to tie that bitch up. One to one. Of course, wouldn't be enough momentum to take the win. They lose two to one. And that's when I was getting texts going, hey, it wasn't that much. It wasn't that bad. We lost by one. We didn't get embarrassed. I'm just like, man, the mentality that Oriole fans have. That's where we're at right now. Well, we didn't get embarrassed that badly. Glass half full conversation, John Means. His changeup looked absolutely filthy. He was on his game, only pitched four innings. Obviously, he was on a short leash because spring training, very short spring training. He threw, uh, I think, a total of 84 pitches, but he looked good. Fastball at 93, 94. I'm almost glad that he's not throwing. Like, when he was throwing up at, like, 96, I think he got up to 97 miles per hour at one, a couple pitches. I don't know. Maybe I was dreaming that. He just seemed kind of all over the place. Like it was fucking with him a little bit, throwing that hard. So he tones it down to about 93, 94. Just that changeup was beautiful. The batters looked just ridiculous trying to hit it. But uh, four innings pitched, six hits, one earned run, one walk, uh, five strikeouts. So that was I was happy to see that with John Means. And uh, Brian Baker, Orioles claimed off waivers from Toronto Blue Jays, comes out. You just, this bullpen. You have no idea what you're about to see. And I think I even made like a sarcastic comment like, oh, great. You know, here comes the bullpen. And I'm glad they made me look silly. Those, uh, who was it? Brian Baker and Perez I was impressed with. Yeah, Baker comes out, bottom of the fifth. He was pumped, ready to pitch. That's exactly what he did. Three up, three down. 1K, no walks. Boom, done. Did his job. Back in the dugout. Perez comes out. Of course, uh, claimed off waivers from Cincinnati Reds. He's got a 592 career ERA with a 1.55 whip. Not exactly a future Hall of Fame pitcher, but I guess Elias is just filling in the pieces for now. But he comes out throwing 98 miles per hour lower zone. He looked good. And uh, he was three up, three down. Boom, done. Then Dylan Tate, it's my boy. 
who I have a lot of faith in this year, comes in, strikes out first batter, goes one, two, three as well. I'm thinking, all right, yeah, I I look a little stupid. I'm sitting there talking shit about the bullpen. And then uh, the next inning, Hyde takes him out after giving up a hit. And then Lopez didn't do the Orioles any favors. Out of all the relievers, he kind of had the most faith in Lopez. I mean, the guy's got filthy stuff. He can almost reach, he throws 99, almost reaches 100 on his fastballs. And it's got movement too. And I always hate that saying. He's got great stuff. He just needs to know how to use it. I think Lopez will be fine. Hyde did straight up say that we're going to be seeing Lopez pitch in big spots. And he even said that after the game. You know, it was great to see his velocity went up three miles per hour uh, from 2021 with the sinker averaging at 98.5, even got up to 99.3. So Lopez is putting in the work. It's just unfortunately he came out, gave up a couple walks, and boom, Orioles lose two to one. I did see a couple posts about Grayson Rodriguez. Of course, these days with the Orioles, you're going to see about 50-50, uh, 50% of posts about the Orioles, and then the other 50, how the minor leagues are doing for obvious reasons. But Grayson Rodriguez, a name I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, struck out six batters through three hitless innings. So he's starting off with a bang. And then game two, the Orioles lose three to five. They were they went down swinging, I guess, right? What DJ Stewart went down swinging, holy. <laughs> Holy fuck me, oh, DJ Stewart. But Jordan Lyles, I just got to say, I mean, you know, if you're going to describe that game that the Orioles lost, the one thing I, I came away from that game was Jordan Lyles sucks at pitching. He's not good. Through four innings, he allowed nine balls in play at 101 plus miles per hour off the bat. That's tied for the second most of any outing by an Oriole since 2019. This is per StatCast. I just don't understand. Elias wants to just find a guy to fill up some innings, okay, till the big pieces start coming up. I understand that. But Jordan Lyles is the guy. I mean, he's got an awful track record. So basically, he pitches five innings pitched, gives up seven hits, five earned runs, walks three guys. He's got an ERA of nine. And it sucks Lyle shit the bed and didn't have a good game to help the Orioles win. I was hoping they're going to be one and one after that game because they haven't started 0 2 since 2010, believe it or not. But Jordan Lyles, what are you doing? He's only one of only 20 pitchers to throw 180 innings in 2021. All right. So, yeah, he's got experience. But the problem is he led the majors in home runs last year and posted a 515 ERA leaving his career at 521. But Jordan Lyles is not a good pitcher. And that's who Michael, I have all the pitchers. Just, you want to pick up a guy, give him a couple, a few million dollars to eat up some innings. You go with Jordan Lyles. Okay, whatever. So obviously the Orioles lost again, but like everyone's saying, at least they weren't embarrassed. Whatever, you lose, you should feel embarrassed. Uh, Keegan Aiken, hey, How about this fucking guy? He even said after the game, he's like, hey, I felt really good coming out of the bullpen. I think, you know, his uh, post-game interview was basically saying to Hyde, hey, I'm here if you need me in the bullpen because that felt great. (laughs) I didn't have the pressure of having to go five or six innings. You know, he threw 31 pitches over three innings, only four balls out of those. I couldn't believe that. That was an insane stat. I don't know. Keegan Aiken ate his Wheaties or... I don't know what the hell he took, but he looked great. Also, out of those three innings, he had uh, three strikeouts. 
So he's walking away with an ERA of zero for the season of 2022. Good for him, man. Keegan Aiken, put him in the bullpen. So the Orioles start with a bang, 0-2. And they do have to finish up their series with the Rays on Sunday. And then the Orioles play the Brewers, which right now they're 0-2. So that'll be fun. I mean, we rarely ever get to see the Orioles play the Brewers, and that's what I'm looking forward to next season as well, uh, playing all the teams. Playing all the teams. And we don't we, we don't have to play the Yankees and the Red Sox and everyone in the division as much as we used to. So that's a positive as well. But since 2010, Orioles going 0-2 to start the season. One thing I did notice during the Rays game opening day, they, you know how every now and then they show people in the crowd. And they showed this one guy, I don't know, maybe late 50s, I'm guessing. I'm terrible with guessing ages. But he was sitting there with a pencil and an old-fashioned score sheet, and I love that shit. I mean, that's some old-school shit. You know, these days, I'm sure kids and whoever, I'm sure there's apps now that you can download for score sheets, but using the pencil and the sheet, I loved it. (laughs) I love seeing that. I used to try to do that as a kid, too. After, like, the second inning, I get frustrated and be like, I I don't want to fill this shit out. What am I doing? It's a weekend. I'm away from school. I felt like I was doing schoolwork. (laughs) <laughs> but I like seeing that. That was really cool. I said, hey, that guy, uh, I like it. And uh, real quick, speaking of the Brewers, uh, we're not going to see Pedro Severino when they come to Camden Yards. I don't know if you knew that's where Pedro went, but he is suspended for 80 games. It was announced this past Tuesday, positive drug test. He pisses in the cup, comes back, says, nope, you tested positive. For the performance-enhancing substance, clomiphene. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Basically, that's used to up your testosterone level. Um, Pedro came out and said, look, uh, my wife and I were trying to have a baby, and I took this medicine because, obviously, it's going to help, yada, yada, yada. And it's also used for men with low sperm count, uh, low testosterone, all that good shit. So anytime something has to do with building testosterone, I guess, of course, it's going to be in the category of sports enhancing drugs, whether you agree with it or not, it's on the list. And these days, I just don't get it. I understand, of course, you got a life outside of baseball. You do what you need to do. Personal situation with him and his wife. But these days, whoever it is that you need to go to and ask, ask, hey, I'm about to take this drug. What do you think? How long do I have? If I do take it, how long do I have until I start getting tested? Whatever, just ask. I don't understand why I guess guys just start popping pills and they're like, ah, I didn't think it was on the list. How can you not know? Or how can you not just at least ask? So he gets suspended for 80 days. (laughs) And uh, yeah, Pedro Severino, who we all know and love. Pitching for the Orioles, I think he's always going to be remembered as fucking up the perfect game for John Means, and I'm sure John Means is still going to have nightmares of Pedro not being a good catcher and fucking that up for him. So I thought that was odd. Seeing him get suspended, I'm like, damn, what did he take? And then I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, at the same time, why are you guys not asking, can I take this drug? 
because it's going to fuck with my testosterone. Obviously, it's got to be on the test or on the list. So not going to see old Pedro when Milwaukee comes to Camden Yards Monday. But we will get to see Bruce Zimmerman. He's going to be the pitcher opening day. That's cool. Old Bruce. More power to you. He grew up in Ellicott City. He grew up loving the Orioles. Hometown kid. I think that's kind of neat. Bruce Zimmerman opening up for the Orioles pitching. And when the Brewers face the Orioles on Monday, those two might be battling to see which one gets the first win of the season between the two teams. That ought to be fun. So opening day. Are you going? If you did go, did you have fun? FullCountKS at gmail.com. Something silly I wanted to throw at you to kind of wrap up uh, this week. Obviously, any sports stadium, whatever game you're going to, whatever sport, whatever event, wherever you are, the food, the drinks, it's just so fucking expensive. It's ridiculous. And I was talking about this the other day, and yes, I, I know your phone listens to you constantly. I mean, if you talk about like uh, uh, dog food or kitty litter, and I give those examples because that's an example that happened a couple weeks ago. I was talking to my wife. We had to get new kitty litter for my little guy, Leo, my best friend in the world. And of course, 10 minutes later, what do I go on Instagram? And it's all these kitty litter ads, you know, whatever. So I'm talking about how expensive food is with someone the other day and, and beer and all that good shit. And of course, on my phone, these articles come up. The cheapest ballpark beer and hot dogs in the country. I'm just like, this is so weird. And I'm one of those guys that I don't care. Oh, the, that's your privacy. They should not be listening to whatever. I, we've known this for years. If they want to listen to my conversation, so be it. I, I'm, uh, there's nothing interesting that I'm saying, but it's your privacy. I guess it just doesn't affect me as much as others. I don't care. You know, sometimes when I'm searching for shit on Google and, and I get the ad for that kind of shit, I kind of like it. Because if I'm looking for like sports gear or whatever, whatever it is, something on Amazon, some ad may come up. I find it for a better price, and I'm like, all right, I'm okay with that. So anyway, I came across this list. If you're curious, if you're one of those fans who likes to go to different stadiums throughout the year uh, to check out the Orioles or whoever, um, I just wanted to give you a list of the cheapest beer, the cheapest ballpark beer and hot dogs in the country (laughs) for stadiums. So what do we got here? Uh, For baseball, the guys start... Start from the bottom and go up. Tampa Bay Rays, hot dog, $5, beer, $5. I don't know how they can afford that. You'd think they'd be charging like $50 a beer because nobody ever goes to the goddamn games. Uh, Atlanta Braves next. Hot dog, $4.75, beer is $5. Kansas City Royals is next. Twins after that. And the New York Yankees, I was surprised to see that. You can get hot dogs for as low as $3 and beer for 6 the Colorado Rockies, Coors Field, hot dog for five seventy five, beer for three dollars. Now I like that better. I like I like getting the beer cheaper than the hot dog. I'm 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 okay paying five dollars for a beer, but if you can get away with paying three dollars for um, I mean five dollars for a hot dog, but if you can get away with paying three dollars for a beer, shit, I'm in line. But the Miami Marlins. It's the second cheapest with hot dogs for three dollars and beer for five, and then the number one cheapest. In all of baseball, Arizona Diamondbacks, Chase Field. I don't know if you if that's on your bucket list. Going to see the Diamondbacks Stadium, but you get a hot you can get a hot dog for two dollars and a beer for four dollars. So there you have it. If Arizona Diamondbacks Stadium is on your bucket list <laughs> that you just dying to go, well, you'll save some money with the beer and the dogs. I don't know. Every time I see 
the Diamondbacks play on TV in their stadium. It just it's not a stadium where I'm like, I, I really got I got to get out there. I just have no interest <laughs> to see the Diamondbacks play. But I was surprised that the Yankees were on that list. I thought for sure they were selling beer for 15, 20 bucks a can. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or Instagram and type sportsdrink, S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you we're trying to not let the funk out. Again, here we are. 2022 season. I'm still excited, even though, I don't know, they might win 50, 60 games. But with the young guys coming up, who knows? Like I said, we might be buyers at the All-Star break. Always want to hear from you guys. And if you go to opening day, don't forget, let me know how it went. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see ya.